You're listening to The State of Work, the podcast by Lano. The State of Work is about finding your place in the changing world of work as an individual or an organization. In each episode, we dive into some of the benefits and limitations that we face when it comes to remote and flexible work. We discuss how we work, how we hire and manage people, and how we live in this increasingly global workplace. I'm your host, Maddie Duke, and our guest this week is Carsten Kossatz, an entrepreneur and founder of Independesk, an ecosystem through which any company can post its unused office space or empty desks and rent them out by the hour or day to people in the neighborhood, a bit like car sharing only for desks and workspaces. I chatted to Carsten about his founding journey and how this idea came about, as well as how he plans to expand into new markets and his visions for the future of the way we work. Welcome, Carsten, to the podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for inviting me. Hello. (laughs) How are you today? I'm very good, as I'm really excited these days. Yes, yes, awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to our chat. Can you tell me, first of all, where you're joining from today? Oh, I'm actually in my own office today because we have a lot of team meetings lately and we do them uh, in person. And is that in Berlin? That's in Berlin, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, great to have you here. Really excited to hear what you've got to say. Um, And I thought we'd kick off just by um, if if you could tell me about yourself and about Independesk. Oh, yes, I love that. I'm Karsten. I'm 29 years old. I've been an entrepreneur for 10 years now, having had several ventures that I was involved in. But what really drives me is changing the world to make it a bit better place, to to change um, our lives, to make them better. Um, That's what I'm fighting for. That's what I have have been fighting for uh, always. Um, Mm -hmm. and, And so I think creating impact ventures um, is, or, or startups, something that I really love. And one of these startups I founded in the beginning of last year, it's called Independesk. So what does it mean, Independesk, Independent Desk? Um, it, it, it's basically a platform, it's an app where everyone with spare desks can put them on the platform and, and sub-rent them hourly and daily to people of the environment from the neighborhood. So it basically works like, like a car sharing app and you can, uh, you can easily book your professional yeah, workplace uh, around the corner in your neighborhood by just going to the app and, and book a table. Awesome. And so with that, you're helping to enable people to work from different places and work differently to, to, to how we traditionally work. Yes, yes, that's the idea. That's the idea. I mean, a lot of people are in the home office lately. Um, and that's great. I think home office is a wonderful thing. And I also think that the pandemic has, has brought a lot of focus to this topic which is good in a sense because uh, before the pandemic, especially in Germany, um, the, the companies were not really convinced that this was possible. 
and mm. that were that people were productive um, in in their home office. But um, as we could see, it's almost the opposite. Uh, it's working really well, and people are really productive. But there are of course people who need an alternative to their home office because they really can't concentrate or. They, their flat is too small or they really want to differentiate between private life and company life. Yeah. Um, and that's all right. And for this reason, um, for not having to commute to the office every day, I thought Independesk fills the gap and brings an additional option. Yeah. Great. And uh, when, when did you get the idea for Independesk and how did it come to you? There were different different reasons actually. Um, before that, I've had an advertisement agency for several years, um, and and of course I was confronted with employees asking me if they could stay in their home office, and mm -hmm. so I had I had to deal with this topic quite early um, and quite often actually because creatives are already creative in in looking for new workplaces or where to work from. Um, so, so I thought, yeah, okay, probably the office is not the best place to be creative. Um, and so I, I developed a concept which is called the outside society, um, which is a container um, that, that opens to all sides and that you can place wherever you usually spend your free time so you can place it into the woods or at the beach or on the mountain and you have a meeting room there um, so you can have meetings um, you can have uh, power from solar panels um, wow you can have wi-fi we even have a coffee machine in there it's basically an office but outside <laughs> so yes yeah, was, I was curious to know about that yeah. yeah it is really really a really nice product and I really love that it's just really really not scalable mm -hmm. but but nevertheless I really adore the outside society and it's been standing in in uh, Switzerland this summer Okay. It's a summer product, so people co come and co-work there during summertime. That was quite exciting because that was close to Zurich, um, and it was just beautifully uh, right beside a river and mm. beautiful. Um, and through this, um, I was explaining everyone, hey, with the outside society, you can work from everywhere. But that wasn't really true. Actually, it was you can work from special places, but not really from everywhere. Mm -hmm. Then I thought, okay, it was it would be so great to have a platform that really enables you to work from everywhere. So now, how does this work? How can this work? Obviously, we could have opened a co-working chain, or we could have connected all the co-working spaces through a platform. But still, we wanted to be available around the corner. And there are not so many co-working spaces around, especially because they're mainly in the center of cities. Yeah. Um, so we really needed a solution that, that enables the, ex the existing office infrastructure to become co-working. 
And this is what we did through our independence gap because everyone can 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 there um, yeah sublet their spare desks every company basically with an office. What sort of spaces are there? So I, I understand there's some office space that's otherwise not in use and maybe right. also partnering with some co-working spaces. Yes, well obviously uh, co-working spaces are are really really nice for that because they already have these this this infrastructure but we really do have a lot of medium and small sized companies that that have just because their own employees are in the home office as well now mm -hmm. uh, have a lot of spare desks so um so they put in a room or a meeting room or some tables in a big office so we have Com companies like advertisement agencies we have event agencies on there we have but we also have some nice studios and ateliers there nice like really nice it's a great um um yeah collection of nice places and also it's not it's not places it's people running these places uh when i book an independent i'm always surprised by how open the people are and how much networking it brings um, also for me um, also when people come here to work through independesk um, i i get a lot of input from them and we have so interesting people we have freelancers for example i can tell the story of last year's christmas um, christmas party that we had to do remotely but I thought, okay, what can we do? And then I talked to this coworker here who came through Independence, and he, he is a beer sommelier. Oh. Uh, so, so what he did <laughs> was he, I thought when I talked to him, okay, that's exactly what I need. So uh, he made this, this Zoom beer tasting, which was amazing. So you find these people that really enrich in your life. And um, I'm quite happy of, about this this community that just starts building up mm -hmm. what a great utilization of space as well that that would otherwise be unused oh, like if you've got an office that would would be open with you know utilities running mm -hmm. anyway yeah i think that that's a really as you say it's an impact venture it's a it's a sort of repurposing of of unused space yes i mean what sense does it make that the people from the east of the city, let's, let's just say east, west or north, south, let's say north, south, the people from the north work in the south and they drive there every day, half an hour back and forth and, and the people from the south do it vice versa. What sense does it make at all? I mean, I understand we really need office space. We will keep on needing office space too to meet each other in person and that's quite a big important thing for companies building their culture but um, but also there are a lot of days where people don't have any meetings or where people really don't need to to be in a big big company group so they, they can just look for a table nearby mm -hmm. yeah and so who are the biggest sort of what are the biggest use cases for independence do you have businesses that want to give their workers a place to go to or, or is it usually individuals booking it for themselves 
Oh, actually, we have these two use cases. Uh, we have freelancers who really, um, yeah, look for a place where they can have meetings with their customers or, uh, yeah, just go out for working so they don't have to work from home. Um, so this is an, an important use case. But the other important use case is companies that um, want then that want to give their employees an, an, an additional option to work remote. Yeah. Um, so so we have these company accounts. A company signs up and then um, makes sub accounts for all of their employees, and they get limits, monthly limits, mm -hmm. to to what price they can spend money on on Independesk individual limits um, so for example I always say the intern should should get a bigger budget than the than the boss because the boss maybe has a working room uh, a workplace at home and the intern is just a student who really works from the from the bed uh, or wherever from <laughs> that's a, a really good point and yeah. you know yeah I think when we talk about the benefits of remote work or working from home I should say a lot of people focus on that family unit and like, and you know, that it's, you know, I get to spend more time with my partner. I get to spend more time with my kids, this or that. Um, lockdowns aside when, when parents are having to, to parent while working. But um, I think that there is definitely something to be said for those people who don't have that really traditional um, structure of living where they might be in a VG, uh, like a share house mm -hmm. with a number of other people and they've only got one room and it might be quite small and yeah that, that's a really good point and it's good to acknowledge those sorts of um, situations. Right and sometimes you just need a professional environment and you don't yeah. need any crying kids or, or um, partners who also have a video conference at the same time. Um, that has happened quite often I guess throughout the, the pandemic. Um, so yeah, I think, I think there are a lot of use cases, a lot of situations. I always say it, it is an additional, um, an additional thing in Dependesk. So yeah. we need home office, we need the company office, but we also need a third option and this mm -hmm. is Independesk. That's great. And I imagine also, um, when we think about, you know, at Lano, we talk a lot about businesses that are expanding and growing a team internationally. If you've just, if a business has just made their first remote hire, you know, maybe they're based in Spain or something, and then they've just hired someone in Germany, um, but that person's their first employee in Germany. Yes. Supporting them with this sort of solution where they have a choice to go around right. the corner to the local independent space. They can, yeah, and they can also use it as a networking opportunity to get people to. I mean, the own employees are most of the time. The best brand ambassadors a company can have. So I'm not talking about going there and handing over your business card to everyone. That's pretty annoying, actually. <laughs> you shouldn't do that. But, no. <laughs> but just go there and have a nice chat in the kitchen with some some stranger or former stranger that is open to listen to your story. And that when you're open to listen to their story, most of the time. Um, I would also, I would actually say all of the time, you really get a lot of input um, from that and yeah. that's quite valuable. Yeah, that's awesome. 
and yeah I mean working from home and working alone is not actually for everyone so a lot of people say oh working from home I'm you know I can spend all this extra time focusing without any interruptions but there are definitely people who work better when they're able to be sort of surrounded by a few other people yes that as would well. be me <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I mean I'm I I really don't like home office um, I understand the advantages and I think for a lot of people it brings a lot of added value to their life but uh, for me it's just I I work a lot and the few hours that I spend at home, um, I really don't want to work. Um, I want to sleep or I want to eat or I want to read a book. Um, so, so in terms of getting this into my head that home is home and work is work, I really don't like to work from home. Yeah. So I, want, I just love to go somewhere else. Even even if I don't chat with people, even if I just go there to work, it's important. Also, the way to to the office is quite interesting because I get a lot of ideas in my head. My head already already starts preparing for the office when I when I move to the office. Yeah. How do you get to the office? That's different. Uh, that's that's different from day to day. Actually, if I need, a, if I book an independent desk, I uh, I obviously walk because it's close by. I have a pretty nice agency that that has put uh, their put on the, their office online. Um, that is quite close by. I Great. already love them so much, and it's it's my favorite place to work close by. <laughs> um, but. Sometimes I go to the company office, um, then I take the bike um, and sometimes I take the, the, the car if I, if I know that I have a lot of um, official appointments where I shouldn't uh, be as, I don't know, if I'm on the bike, I'm Disheveled. always... Disheveled, yeah. yeah and, <laughs> and not really, not really business style. More startup, startup style, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, and I guess, yeah, well, there is also sometimes something to be said for some amount of commute um, to really give you that boundary and that break between work and home and also to give you time to listen to a podcast. <laughs> yes, that's right. Lano makes it easy to hire the best talent on the planet, wherever they may be. From compliant contracts to global payroll, Lano has you covered. No matter the size of your business, you can hire and pay employees in more than 150 countries. Check out our global hiring guides by visiting lano.io. Now, you recently pitched your idea, well, you pitched Independesk to the investors on Die Hölle der Löwen, yes. which for anyone listening who doesn't speak German uh, or isn't familiar, the, this is like the German version of Shark Tank. So that's really exciting. I really, can you tell me about that experience? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it was such a great experience. I mean, you, you apply for this. And then they call you and say, hey, Carsten, we want you. And, but, but the investors still don't know, right? They don't right. know until you really enter the door in the studio and you present your thing, uh, your, your startup. So I was so excited going there. And then this day I went there and they were 
they were super nice. They really loved my concept. Four of five investors gave, gave me an offer, basically. So nice I could man. even I could even you could choose. Yeah, I could choose. And what I did was I I negotiated my first offer up. So I got even got even more than I ex I had expected. There Congratulations! Was such, an ex such an opportunity, incredible, and it really gives us the power um, to now yeah develop independence to something big and it's not only the financial um, aspect but it's it's also the um, the stri strategic aspect because I got two investors that are really well known and that have a lot of good contacts for us um, that they can they can introduce us to and also they they are strategic thinkers, so we can develop our strategy with them. And that really, really is a huge opportunity and a milestone in our startup. That's fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Is that your TV debut as well? Um, no, actually, last year I already had a, during the pandemic, I, I made a project with friends helping the um, the local stores here that has had to close down um, selling vouchers and then I was already I had already been on TV but I guess this was the biggest TV format that yeah. I had ever been on because in Germany like three or three and a half million people watch this so it's a huge show and it has a creates a huge impact and we're now in this week of after the broadcast and there are a lot of new users using trying our trying out our app and um, a lot of nice feedback and people love it so i i'm really happy to see this community starting to build up fantastic and i mean you you've told me earlier um about how 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 much the value of getting publicity right can mean and i'd really love to hear more about that and maybe some advice for for other early stage startups? Well, when I started with Independesk, I didn't want to tell anyone because I always thought, mm, this is such a great idea and I, I don't want people to steal my idea. But in startup... I think that's a natural feeling. It is, it is. But in the startup world, what I can say now is everything is about execution. You have to get it on the road. And there is one thing that is important about getting things on the road. That's telling people. Yep. <laughs> so, so that's a little... Otherwise, it's a very lonely road. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's a sort of paradox because we do, you don't want people to, to copy, but at the same time, you need to get feedback on your idea and, and you need to spread the word. And for this, the press is just a wonderful, yeah, um, multi multiplicator um, or multiplier to, um, to, to tell a lot of people, you probably don't have the reach that, that the press has. The press mm. is just is, is there for their reach. Um, and and if, if journalists are really um, convinced of your idea, they're also willing to support you with an article or a blog post or whatsoever so I say every publicity is good publicity um, and you should really care for early early stage press releases 
so um, so people can already um, get to know your idea because yeah. what we feel is that we really want to change the working world and it it doesn't it doesn't take only a month to to change the working world uh, people who hear about independesk might download the app but also it might take them another half a year until the, they really get active activated to uh, to book a desk mm -hmm. um, so what i wanted to, what, I, what i want to bring across is that it's hard to change a mindset and you change only change a mindset by constant communication about the same topic about your topic and yeah. this is why publicity is so important awesome yeah coming back to your yeah your experience with um on die Hülle der Löwen and also just your experience in general kind of getting this idea off the ground and, and really happening um for anyone that's listening that that also might have like what they think is a you know a really brilliant idea and they're just sort of not really sure how to like what first steps to take do you have any advice for those sort of new founders or potential new founders that are at the stage where they need to start seeking investment um well the first point is to to really think about the concept how does it work um, because this is how you you can convince your first partners and by partners i don't necessarily mean investors i also mean strategic partners um, in my case it will be the first locations that were on independence mm -hmm. also the the development team that i had to convince to work with me um, so these sort of partners i mean yeah um, and then by having this first concept you can already make design the first dummies of your idea and with these dummies you should go out and and test it and get it tested by other people and and yeah this is the point where you can could start communicating um hey that's my project and that's what i want to do because then you already create a fan base or you have the opportunity to create a creative fan base yeah and um so so it's important to to focus on the very idea in the beginning um, in terms of making people want to support you. Yeah, awesome, thanks. And also, I mean, you mentioned part of the value of having these two new investors on your team um, is having a strategic partnership and, and opening up lots of new opportunities um, with new networks and contacts and not just the financial value of that. but. What does what like? How do you see Independesk in the future now? Now that this is happening, like, do you see that your team expanding? Could you see Independesk launching in other countries? Oh, actually, we are already planning the the next launch, which will be in uh, Austria and Switzerland uh, next year, and then expanding uh, all over Europe. Great. Um, I'm looking forward to that because I think also for travelers. It's a quite nice feature to to. I mean, everyone knows that uh, you have this this wonderful vacation, and then you have a very important email to write, and you don't want to do that from your hotel room because your partner is there and she or he wants to to relax. Um, so you would just go somewhere else and book book a table nearby. 
also you can connect to locals there. Um, so we're building, um, yeah, building a bigger thing because this really makes impact, creates impact. Um, and of course, our team will grow. Um, we have we get a lot of a lot of feedback now, so our UX team will have to grow. Our support team will have to grow. All these one-man uh, sections in our company uh, that that we used to have. So I'm, I mean, in a team of eight, you really have one person that is responsible for a task mm -hmm. or for a for a for a, a specific area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You now have to to build different teams, a location team, a company team because we really want to support companies in getting remote. Um, mm -hmm. This is really important and that's what we're at now. And um, I'm, I'm thrilled to see where it leads us. Um, people st don't stop downloading our app and they're really interested in seeing what, what's it all about. And um, so, so I hope there will be more, more people coming and um, booking and giving us feedback honest feedback um, but as far as I can see that's exactly what what's happening yeah I'm I'm not here to say I have the perfect solution but I'm here to say I want to make the perfect solution for the future and I can only do that with a lot of users that give me insights in how they use Independesk I think that's a really fantastic attitude to have when you're in this position of yeah continually being open to feedback and, mm -hmm. and finding out how you can improve the solution that you're already providing. When you're, when you're huge as a company, um, then you can maybe afford a market research. But actually to work with real users is way more fun and, and we don't have the budget to, to, to spend this, this on, on some, some research institute. We really have to stick close to our use cases to our to the people that actively use it and um, that's that's really what what makes a company valuable also for the users because it's developed by their needs yeah they're definitely going to feel a much more of a sense of being part of mm -hmm. of what's happening and feeling part of the the community oh yeah absolutely um if you're going to be expanding into some different countries within Europe, do you see yourself hiring someone locally in those countries or working outsourcing stuff to maybe some contractors or freelancers? Yeah, we are definitely not in the time, in the age of centralized work anymore. Um, and apart from that, I also think that we really need people in the specific places or countries where we want to uh, expand to because it's a question of culture it's a question of language it's a question of acceptance also um, by the by the local community mm -hmm. and I think people from the specific countries or regions really al already bring that and they have a, an understanding for the culture or for the needs um, yep. way better than we will ever have it and this is why I think we will build a decentralized organization. Of course, some some things will be decided here in Berlin or wherever we might sit in the future. But uh, in general, we will be like a network company. Awesome. And like, if I can ask, how would you go about finding 
the right people to work with when you're dealing with, you know, like wow, bringing someone on board? That's the hardest <laughs> question you had from me. That's, that's it's really it's really hard. That's a challenge. Finding good people is such a challenge. I'm happy now that I I found um, good people in my team. I mean, we, now we are eight people, and they're all really really. Um, concern or, or they really care a lot and they make it their project which is which is incredible really really mm. nice but finding other people I think I would meet them in person this is something that that even though it might be a distance um, for me to travel it's so important to get the vibes of the other person and to see if really the attitude is is corresponding to to, to my attitude or to the company's attitude. Um, yeah, I guess I would choose people who, uh, who already seem to be convinced by the idea and, and who really want to, who are really do make, really maker, makers, people who really want to change the world as well. I think you can't work in a startup when you have the attitude of just going to work and sitting there for your eight hours and then yeah going back you really have to make it your project that doesn't mean that you have to work incredibly much but you have to be uh yeah really you you have to be strongly convinced and and um be amazed by this idea yeah <laughs> You did kind of mention like wanting to change the world and, and kind of having an impact with, with the things you do. And it's quite clear, you know, that the world of work is changing right now, um, you know, even more rapidly in the last couple of years. How do you see it changing in the future? Or what's your vision for how it should I, be? I think it should be, the working world should be more user-centered. Um, it has been for decade, decades uh, company-centered, but it should be user-centered. And not mm -hmm. only user-centered, but, but probably task or um, project-centered or feeling-centered. It should leave all these options open. I mean, having the same setup for every task I do is probably not the right thing. I should have different setups or the access to set up different offices for different tasks that I have. Sometimes I want to concentrate, sometimes I want to get inspired. Um, also, sometimes I'm not productive. Well, why do I work then? Um, mm -hmm. Why shouldn't I just take half a day off and work in the evening? And we should make it as flexible as possible. But that's not only a tool thing. I mean, we are delivering the tool probably, but that's also a mindset thing. So people should Absolutely. allow themselves to be unproductive, but they should then focus at other times and make their lives, yeah, work better together with their workplace. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, I think you've mentioned before as well that people should match the space to their tasks. Is that kind of also what you mean? Like 
if I'm if I've got a day full of meetings then I want to be in a particular environment and if I've got a day where I've got a lot of writing or researching to do that I yes, need that's exactly total silence I, mean. I might actually physically be in a bif- different place absolutely yeah and also your um your own what is it humor mm-hmm. no uh what's what's stimmung in English I mood Ma- sorry mood <laughs> mood yeah mood. yeah your own mood is uh, is quite uh, important for where you want to sit today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think taking all these aspects into considerations by choosing a workplace really makes a difference in being productive and um, and also in being happy. Wise words. <laughs> I think we now have the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to change something. Old behaviors from decades ago um, can now be, yeah, be pushed away um, and there can be, there is so much space for new ideas and new concepts and we should try them out and, uh, yeah, change as much as we can because now after the pandemic, we have this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to change our lives completely. Awesome. It's a very inspiring um, note to, to end on. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been really great to talk to you. And of course, if anyone listening is interested to download Independesk, please do. And, and yeah, really excited to see what comes. And thanks for joining me and thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Bye-bye. State of Work is available wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram or Twitter by searching for The State of Work. For more information about today's topic and links to further reading, check out our show notes at podcast.lano.io. Thanks for listening and see you next time on The State of Work.